1: Republican Bob Good is competing against Cameron Webb in a tight race for Virginia's 5th Congressional District. A VPM analysis of Good's latest financial report shows inconsistencies with his past records. Ben Pavier reports. Bob Good's latest federal financial disclosures show his retirement portfolio included at least $250,000 in stocks as of November 2019. Those funds were not included in similar forms. He filed with the state from 2016 through 2019 when he served on the Campbell County Board of Supervisors. State ethics rules require local officials to report stocks worth over $5,000. In 2016, then-supervisor Good voted with all but one member of the board to give a half-million-dollar incentive package to Abbott Laboratories. Good's latest disclosures show he owned up to $15,000 in stock in the company, but it's not clear when he bought it. Good's campaign did not respond to requests for comment. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Recent polls show Good is neck and neck with Democrat Cameron Webb. Going into the final weeks of the campaign, pollsters in Virginia are giving Joe Biden a clear lead. Charles Fishburn reports.
0: Some national polls got it wrong in 2016, but in Virginia, Wasson was on target.
2: Our final poll showed Clinton ahead of Trump by six points. She won by five.
0: Watson Poll Research Director Rebecca Bromley-Trujillo says their 2020 poll shows Trump will lose Virginia again.
2: Our September 24th poll showed Biden ahead of Trump by five points.
0: VCU's Wilder poll has been tracking the Trump-Biden matchup all year.
2: What we've seen is
0: a a movement towards Joe Biden. Poll director Farrah Stone says in their September poll, Biden was ahead by 14. But Bromley Trujillo says people are wary.
1: Because a lot of people were wrong about 2016.
0: Not in Virginia. Of 91 polls, there were only five misses. Even so, Watson added a question on educational levels, and the Wilder poll wants to know something else. Whether their vote choice is a vote for the candidate they're choosing or against the opposing candidate. VCU plans a final Wilder poll
1: late this month. Charles Fishburn, VPM News. After over a month of positive trends, the city of Richmond is now seeing an increase in its number of COVID-19 cases. Dr. Danny Avula, director of Richmond City Health District, said during a press conference yesterday that the surge is largely due to an outbreak of more than 30 cases at a nursing home and a wedding where multiple people were infected. It's a, a reminder to all of us. I mean, as much as we want uh, to, to kind of let our guard down and see people and, and get back to some of those normal activities, um, anytime people are around each other,
3: uh, the virus can spread.
1: As Election Day approaches, Richmond leaders continue to urge residents to vote early or by mail to avoid overcrowding at the polls. When anti-racism protests broke out across the country this summer, donations began pouring in to support local bail funds and police reform groups. The Richmond Transparency and Accountability Project raised more than $31,000 in donations, but as Roberta Roldan reports, those donations are now being refunded. The online fundraising platform GoFundMe confirmed to VPM that all of the donations made to RTAP will be refunded. That comes after a split between the organizers of the fundraiser, Nathan Land and Carlton Webb, and the core members of the group. Both Land and Webb are no longer affiliated with RTAP. They led an effort earlier this summer to quote-unquote reclaim the organization from white academics and return it to black Richmonders. RTAP has denied allegations that the group's members are predominantly white. RTAP's fracture earlier this year led to concerns about who controlled the $31,000 and how it would be used. Donors are expected to receive a refund from GoFundMe within the next week. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Investigators are now offering a reward of up to $10,000 for information that leads to an arrest relating to a series of apparent mail thefts in central Virginia. Blue outdoor mailboxes at seven post offices in Chesterfield, Henrico, and Richmond showed signs of tampering earlier this week. Postal Service investigators did not say if they've confirmed that any mail was stolen. They did not respond to a request for comment on Thursday. Authorities say anyone with information or who suspects their mail may have been stolen should call 1-877-876-2455. A Richmond housing advocate went before a judge yesterday. As Yasmin Juma reports, the defendant was arrested during an anti-eviction protest at the John Marshall Courthouse over the summer. Omari al-Qaddafi is a housing organizer with the Legal Aid Justice Center. He was charged with trespassing and obstruction of justice, both misdemeanors, and two felony counts of assaulting an officer al Qaddafi was arrested at the courthouse, where people gathered on July 1st to raise awareness about the escalating evictions taking place during the pandemic and to get state officials to do something about it.
2: And then next thing you know, you have the governor talking about putting more money into the rent relief program. You just heard that. And then putting more money into lawyers for people who can't afford them to deal with housing instability issues.
1: al will be tried on all four charges on a date that has yet to be determined. Yasmeen Juma VPM News. After weeks of debate, Richmond Public Schools released their new school day schedule this week. The changes focus on shortening the time students spend in front of a screen during virtual learning. For elementary and middle school students, that means the school day will end about an hour earlier. During a Facebook live stream, RPS curriculum specialist Autumn Neighbors broke down the new schedules. We heard the feedback.
0: Um, our, our principals, our families, our teachers... Um, we heard it loud and clear um, as we started the year that we needed to make some
1: changes. You can read more about the specific changes the district is making at vpm.org slash news. K-12 through schools in Virginia are getting an extra boost from CARES Act funding, more than $220 million. Governor Ralph Northam announced the federal funding on Thursday to support COVID-19 preparedness in schools across the state. Each school division will receive a minimum of $100,000 for testing, protective equipment, and sanitization, as well as technology to enhance distance learning. Virginia Superintendent of Public Instruction, James Lane, called the funding critical for safe, high quality education for Virginia students. The pandemic has caused everyone to rethink plans for live events. The Richmond Folk Festival, which brought in around 220,000 people last year, isn't going to happen in the same way this year, but there is going to be a virtual festival online, on television, and throughout the weekend on VPM Music. Peter Solomon has more.
3: On a brisk Saturday afternoon in October 2012, New Orleans clarinetist Dr. Michael White and the original Liberty Jazz Band strike up the opening strains of fidgety feet, transporting the audience from the banks of the James River to the dance halls of the Crescent City. It's the opening salvo in this weekend's virtual Richmond Folk Festival broadcast on VPM Music. Julia Olin is the Artistic Director and former Executive Director at the National Council for the Traditional Arts. She sifted through thousands of hours of music captured between 2005 and 2019 to put together a program featuring 22 different groups. We really are trying to give the listener a feel of what it's
2: really like to be at the festival live. We're trying to capture as much of that feeling through the um, variety and diversity of the artists presented in the virtual
3: festival. That diverse program features artists from home and abroad, secular and sacred, including three distinct gospel traditions from Virginia.
1: Oh.
2: Included Maggie Ingram and the Ingram Mets. Maggie Ingram was considered the queen of Richmond gospel. And then we also included uh, Reverend Frank Newsom, who sings old regular Baptist hymns a cappella, and he's from the coal country. And also the Pashel brothers, again, an a cappella group. Uh, from the Virginia Tidewater, that is heir to the legacy of great groups like the Golden Gate Quartet. So it's an African American gospel quartet style.
3: A different type of gospel tradition is found in the music of Joshua Nelson, who calls his style kosher gospel.
2: I can't talk about Joshua Nelson without a smile on my face because he's a melding of the gospel vocal style of Mahalia Jackson with traditional Jewish liturgical music. So he is singing gospel music in Hebrew.
3: The Folk Festival always includes music from other countries and continents. This year's virtual lineup is no different, with artists from points all over, including Ireland, Jamaica, Africa, Italy, and Russia.
2: For example, Altakai. They're from the Altai Republic in Central Asia, part of the Russian Federation and they were the first group to bring throat singing to the festival.
3: The acts mentioned so far just scratch the surface of what's being offered this weekend. Find information on the Virtual Richmond Folk Festival at vpm.org/folk. I'm Peter Solomon, VPM News.
1: All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org slash news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast.
2: VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.